Social Media Serenity Podcast Episode Number 85. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Eric Fisher. We're here each and every week to talk about all kinds of geeky stuff related to social media, how to fit it all into our lives and to be efficient and effective and productive, but not get sucked into spending all day long on the thing. And of course, this week, Eric could not could not contain himself. I had to just immediately hit the record button because we were about ready to have like an entire show in our pre-show. So uh, I'm going to see if I can get uh, Eric to restart, relaunch a couple different topics. And we talked about two before we hit the record button. So one was Facebook images and the second was tweet bot. So Let's go back, uh, Eric, and introduce what we were talking about with these Facebook images. All right, Facebook images. So let's see. You said, hey, have you ever had the issue come up where when you're, you said, hey, you know when you're using Hootsuite and you're going to post something to Twitter and to Facebook and the little Facebook thing comes up where you can pick which image it is. Have you ever found it like like you, Cliff, have to where it's the last image possible that's the one you want. Yeah, and I it, said, well, it's yeah. the last of 52. <laughs> right. And, and I said, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could just upload right there and then your own image or even do that on Facebook where when you po- drop a link in a post that you would be given the option to select what image you want. And then we said, hey, we should save this, this for the show. Exactly. So that would be awesome. And what I was about ready to say is that, um, uh, what was I ready to say? You said, well, technically, if you're linking to your own stuff, you can kind of do that. And I think I get what you're saying. So elaborate on that. So basically, if if what you're linking to on in your Facebook post and and you want to choose the thumbnail that you want to specifically have associated with that, all you need to do is include that image on the page that you're linking to. Mm-hmm. So if, if you think that there is a particular thumbnail, uh, an image that if it were posted on Facebook would generate people's interest that would, you know, would be eye catching and, and cause them to just th- not have the ability or the willpower power to avoid from clicking that image because it's just so awesome, then include that image somewhere in your blog post so that when you go to link to it, one of the, you know, 85 images uh, is going to be there. And I will tell you that if it's in your blog post, chances are that image is going to be at the end of that list. Yeah. But so technically speaking, you could. But yeah, there, I, I guess it would still be cool to have the ability to upload your own thumbnail image uh, for sites that you're linking to where you don't have the control to put your own image on there. Yeah, that's true. Like if you're, it would be cool. Like if you're going to link to something that's not your content, but the image, the image options that pop up just aren't really satisfying or eye catching. You should be able to upload your own image within reason. Yeah, and some so. of, some of the images are so small, and they want to they want to scale them up. And anyway. yeah, there there are times where I will just click no image just to have nothing show up because the alternatives are ugly and more ugly. All righty. So Tweetbox was the next thing that you wanted to talk about before we hit the record button. Tell us yeah. what's going on there. Okay. So first thing this morning, uh, I'm flipping through RSS feeds just to see, okay, is there any last minute additions to the show notes? And through either some social media or uh, Mac type blogs, I keep hearing this mention of this iOS, particularly iPhone app, I believe, called Tweetbot. And what it is, is if you've ever seen, I mean, there are other, this is this company does other apps, and I've bought some, and they're always awesome. So I thought, okay, what are they going to do that's really going to be worth my time purchasing a $1.99 Twitter application when we've got, you know, Twitter for iPhone, as well as, you know, the favorite, Osphora, that lately has been letting me down. Osphora has let you down? And here's the and here's the reason why. I think Please it's because tell. I'm on an iPhone 3G. Oh goodness gracious! I I am so, uh, so disheartened by 
the and this isn't help. I got a Mac, but I'm so disheartened by the whole um, iPhone five not having any kind of a clue at this point whether rumors are one way or the other or when we're going to get it because I really want to upgrade but I don't want to just I don't want to do I'm I've bought enough Mac products to know that when there are rumors of an upgrade do not go upgrade well, you wait know? a second. If that's the truth, then then you would never upgrade. <laughs> I know. I know. There's always there are rumors. always Mac rumors, but uh, but yeah. anyway, yeah, I totally so, get your pain there, though. Specifically with us for uh, the last, I don't know, week, I would hit it, wait for it to load, and obviously with a three G phone, it's going to take a little bit longer than a four, which I've seen. It's like one, two, boom, up. With mine, it's literally five to seven seconds that I'm counting or more. Which I know I'm crying. You know, five to second, seven seconds, wham. But <laughs> um, it would lo- it would get to the splash screen and then quit. And so I'd try it again and I'd try it again. Now eventually, I even tried doing the, you know, you fully uninstall it from the the uh, the phone and then reinstall it, and that worked for a bit, but then it still kept doing it. So I'm just like, man, this really stinks. So I thought, okay, Tweetbot. So I look at it, and some of the main features that they have, I mean, to be honest, it's like Osphora, but with some of the cool-looking Tweety stuff that I liked back when Tweety was Tweety and not Twitter for iPhone. All right, so tell me one thing you can do. Not, I mean, is it or is it a th- aesthetics for you? But what what is something you can do on Tweetbot that you could not do on Osphora? Okay, here's here's what you can do when when you click when you touch on Osphora as it is right now. If you touch a tweet to then start interacting with it, whether that's retweet it or forward it or you know, whatever, mark it as a favorite, all those kinds of things. Instead of it um, opening it up in a new window, so to speak, in the app, yep. it has a drop-down menu that instantly has all those options right then and there without having to switch over to a different place. Um, to be honest, a lot of it was the aesthetics. and So, <laughs> so anyway, but here's the deal. <laughs> I didn't get to try it out because I bought it, downloaded it to my phone, and I've hit the button numerous times. It loads the splash screen for about five seconds, and then it quits. Really? I've not yet gotten into it, and yet all almost all the reviews are five-star. So I have to assume it's my phone. Yeah. Well, I can tell you right now. Really stinks. I I can tell you right now what'll fix that is if you just hold down your home button and your power button at the same time until your phone. I mean, wait until the Apple logo appears again. So it it doesn't erase anything. That's just a it's a soft reset of your phone. It's not turning it off and turning it on. It's a soft reset. So hold down the home screen, the home button, and the power button. Push them in at the same time. Hold them both down until you see the Apple logo appear. When it comes back, turn the phone on, press the application. I would say there's a 99.9999999% chance that that program will load right up for you. Okay. So you you're saying do, to do a... Soft reset. Soft reset. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I will try that. I did, tr- I did try the thing where I fully uninstalled it and then loaded it back up again. Yep. That, no, um, it's the soft reset. Okay. Try it and let me know if that works. I will do that. Awesome. So, but yeah, it's it's a cool looking. I mean, literally, if you go look at it aesthetically, like literally, it is probably the most beautiful Twitter app on the iPhone I've seen. Well, I, I'll I'll take your word for it. Uh, I saw the screen captures. I, I read the same RSS article. I think you did. It's probably on MacStories.com or something. Yeah, yeah. It looked really cool. But I was looking for you know if I'm gonna plop down some more money on a <clears throat> on a Twitter application, especially when Twitter's you got all this crazy talk about, you know, what developers should and should not do and and all the other talk about the different things that they might be doing moving forward. Before I plop it down, I, I know it's only two bucks, but still, I mean, I want new functionality. You know, give me the ability to add Facebook or something, you know, something I can't do with uh, Osphora, you know, right. and, and then I'll, I'll consider moving over and stuff like that. But then again... You know, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, you'll have it up and running by next week, and you'll be able to say, "Hey, dude, you're gonna love this," because you turned me on to Osphora. I did. 
And I love Osphora. I gave it a chance and it, and it delivered. It did. It did. Most deliver. of the time. Awesome. 99.9% of the time. So remember last week I had deleted my Facebook fan page? Yes. I don't regret it. Uh, Good. But, but uh, I, and, and I am, I am going, we're, matter of fact, we're going to have some voicemail feedback uh, uh, related to that uh, here shortly. Good. But the thing is, though, is I will eventually go back and create a Facebook fan page, probably, for my brand of Podcast Answer Man and, and, and stuff like that, but only once I have a strategy. And I just want to say that I have reached out into another social media space with my brand, and a spe- specifically Podcast Answer Man, and it is YouTube. I created a, my own, I've had a YouTube account forever under Cliff EOTC, which is my screen name from years and years and years ago. And it's a hodgepodge of everything GSPN and Podcast Answer Man related. But I real I recognize and I understand and I have always taught my clients in coaching and consulting and podcasting and, and new media that niche focus is what gets you subscribers. It, it you know people who are interested in a particular topic will subscribe to something that has only that topic in its content channel. Whereas if you know you find it's like wow this guy named Cliff has some great podcasting advice on this YouTube channel, but man, he's also got a lot of shots of him and his family just hanging out. Right. I don't want that. And so they, they, they pass on without subscribing. So I've decided to, to go full bore into a strategy for marketing my brand and marketing my products and services and, and sharing how to videos and, and incorporating that into my podcast, answerman.com site. So uh, I just want to let people know that I am beginning a new strategy for marketing my services through video on a YouTube channel. And uh, I would love to invite people to come check out youtube.com slash podcast answer man. Awesome. The one thing, now, yeah, go ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, uh, so then do you keep a different channel for all the other catch-all GSPN videos? Yeah, I'm going to continue to keep Cliff, you know, youtube.com slash Cliff EOTC. For all my other stuff, okay. So I'm still going to have that there. You know, my my philosophy has always been not so much to promote YouTube and a channel over there, but to just put the content on YouTube, let them host it, pay for all the bandwidth, and then embed it on my site and point people to my site. That's been my philosophy all the way up through now. But the thing is, is that I recognize the value that. YouTube has to be a discovery mechanism of my brand as well. Right. You know, so there, there are some videos where basically said, um, you know, where basically you'll have people who are viewing this thousands of times. And it's not because I've delivered thousands of people to the, you know, to look at that video, but because people are actually doing a search for how to video on a particular topic, such as how to sync your Google, uh, calendar with your iPhone. I did a YouTube video on that before, and it's got several thousand views on it. And so, uh, you know, it's that's what I've decided to do. I, I want to actually create this YouTube channel that is specifically garnered for podcasting related stuff only. And I think that with that, I'm going to get a lot more subscribes and and traction there. One thing I will tell people is that with my old account, they original remember it all started out with ten minute limit, right? Mm-hmm. And then they extended it to 15 minutes, which, by the way, it's a 15-minute limit now for everybody, I do believe. It is. And uh, for those who have had an account for quite some time and have, I don't know what the criteria is, but if you actually go in and log in, there are some people when you go to upload a video, they say, hey, congratulations, your 15-minute limit has been removed. And that happened on my Cliff EOTC account. So I can literally, I could put a four-hour video on YouTube. No kidding. In fact, I've actually done a two-hour video on YouTube. And uh, it was a recording of a conference call that I did. And you can actually make it unlisted. So the only people who have the link can actually view that. So, um, you know, you can put this up there. And and it's got a two-gigabyte limit on the size of the video you upload. But they even have a Java uploader that, you know, if you had a 15-gigabyte video... <laughs> that's five hours long. You could put this thing on YouTube. Did you know that? Well, okay. Yeah. I was. You know what? I was not aware that this this was 
possible. Yeah, it is. And and so so that's I could do that on my Cliff EOTC account, but I launched my new, you know, youtube.com slash podcast answer man and I'm back to a 15 minute limit again. Yeah. And I don't know if you know this, but there's the partner program that you can apply for. And I've learned that if you're a partner, well, I knew this for a long time, but I didn't realize how easy it was to become a partner. But uh, if you're a partner, you get to upload your own thumbnails to YouTube. Mm, that's that is the killer app. Yeah, yeah. I I, wanted, <laughs> I just want to say this: I'd pay a hundred bucks a year to. I, I would pay. I'd probably pay two hundred dollars a year to YouTube if they'd give me the ability to upload my own thumbnails. It's that important to me. Did you know that? I do know that. I I would pay for that service. Give me the ability ability to put my own YouTube thumbnails on those images. I, I want to I want to be able to put on a high def 1280 by 720p uh, you know uh, pixels. I want to be able to put that high def version of a thumbnail so that when people come to a landing page where I'm promoting something with a video, they don't get this grainy, low, horribly. Uh, ridiculous thumbnail that YouTube might choose. And yes, I know I can have three or four to choose from and blah, blah, blah. But man, they're all awful. And they're always frozen in weird facial expressions. Yeah, I look like I'm drunk. I hate that. I, like, I, Puggers, it's me. It's like, uh, you know, I've had a little brandy in the studio today. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, so I, I'm, I'm begging people to subscribe to podcast to the new uh, YouTube.com slash podcast answer man. And one of the things I do know is that as your video hits go up and all this other stuff, um, all of these other things, by the way, they're saying in the chat room that Vimeo does allow you to, to upload your own thumbnails. Yes, I use Vimeo, but Vimeo does not have the same uh, benefits that, uh, that, that YouTube does. I mean, uh, for example, ch- check this out. Eric, will you do me a favor? Will you open up your Google? Because this way, I know that you're not signed in as me. All right. Okay. Go to Google.com. And I know you Google. have not searched for this yet. Dot com. Ready. All right. I just want you to type in, um, let's see here. Type in the word Sony. Sony. All right. Space. And then yep. type in UWP. That's Umbrella William Paul dash V6 space review all right all right all right i want you to tell me where if you if you see on the first page podcastanswerman.com slash uwp on the first page let's see here i don't see it on the first page but that it, it it you should i mean it because i i looked it up I, i'm on the first page on oops i picked sorry hold on you said v it, what is it? UWP dash V six six. That's why it auto corrected to V one. Ah, yeah, you got it. There it is. You are for number four. I am number four, my friends. This is posted less than a week ago. Less than a week ago, I'm already number four on Google for a review of this unit. And by the way, this is this is one of the most popular units out there in wireless microphone systems. All right. Well, and I'll tell you what, the, the first three are literally YouTube videos about this. So as your YouTube review of it gets more popular, mine it will, will be up there as the top. Exactly. In fact, if you click on videos in the search results, so up in Google, click on video. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I'm the sixth one down there as well. Yeah. Pretty wild, huh? There you go. My hey, friends, I'm, while I'm there, I'm going to go subscribe to uh, Podcast Answer Man channel on YouTube. Awesome. And by the way, Vimeo can't do this for you. This, this, my friends, is th- this is the strategy behind it. This is why. This is the why. Well, the, the why is that YouTube is owned by Google, the largest search engine, and YouTube is the second largest search engine. So Exactly. And so, it's a yeah, no-brainer. Right, yeah. And so, by the way, I want to let people know I am a plus premium subscriber, payer, customer of Vimeo. Um, I, I will publicly announce that yes, I break their terms of service, you know, seven days a week. Uh, <laughs> but, but I, I do it in a, in a very cautious way and in a way that still pretty much keeps in line with their values. And, and so I don't publish any 
every single video I put on Vimeo that does not meet their terms of service, I it's all publicly, it's it's all unlisted. It's not submitted to any channel on their network. I mean, nothing. I mean, it's completely off of their things. But I'd rather the only reason I go to Vimeo was because I wanted a place where I could pay a for a service where I could do more than fifteen minutes. I can now do that on YouTube, so that I could actually upload my own thumbnail. That's the that's the only thing that I'm still missing. So I look drunk on my YouTube videos. <laughs> so big deal. All right. I'm just saying I'd pay for it. Yeah. I was already subscribed to this. So I actually just checked uh, email me when you know, e- email me for each new upload. Very cool. All right. So YouTube channel. Uh, I'll, Which I'll I didn't. Con- so I'll continue to. Uh, I, th- I think this uh, is something that I'll continue to talk about. Um, from time to time, I'd love to give people updates on this, not just so people will continually go and subscribe to my channel, which I would love, but because I, I, I just, I, I just want to. This is the first time I've actually developed a strategy for right. for this. For you know, I mean, I've just haphazardly used video before, but this time it's a strategy. And my this str- is a very high impact, low effort strategy. Yeah. Well, it's, I don't, it's great. I don't know but, about the low effort on video number two, the how to assemble a Cowboy Studio softbox. <laughs> 50, by the way, that should have been a 25-minute video. All right? And, and let me tell you, it would have been worth it to the audience who, you know, for the intended audience of people who are looking how to, how to uh, assemble one of these units, it would have been worth it to have all 25 minutes. But it's choppy as all get out at the last four minutes. I was like, oh, I got to get this thing down to 15 minutes. Yeah. But six and a half hours I spent on that 15 minute video. Yeah. So I don't know but, if I don't know if it's a, a what did you say? A low what? I said low effort. But what I really meant to say was for the amount of return, the amount ah. of impact that this is going to make. Yeah, it is low. Yeah, I, I, I think it, you have, yes, you have to look at it and the, what's the potential here. And, and, and of course, it's not just throwing, it, my, I just want to say this, this is not, this is not just about throwing video out on the web. You can't just throw right. anything you want up there. You, you do need some strategy. You need to think through what is the plan what, and, and get a feel for what, what works on YouTube. And I'd tell you what really works is product reviews. Um, uh, and, and information, giving people valuable information is what works on YouTube. You know, there, you're going to get a hit every now and then when you do something stupid or embarrassing. Sure, that can go viral. But I'll tell you what I've seen work over and over and over and over again are how-to instructional type of videos and uh, entertainment videos that are just absolutely out of, this, out of the park, well-produced. So... Those are the two things yeah. I see working most. And yeah, we'll see we'll see how it goes. Currently as we're recording this today, it, this YouTube channel was launched on April 7th, 1 week ago. Uh 55 subscribers in the first week, so uh you know, we'll see how things continue to go. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so what's next in our show notes? Well, hey, none of what we already have covered has been in our show notes. I know. Awesome That's stuff. all bonus content. Uh, let's talk gonna, about that was all going to be the pre-show, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, hey, let's start the show. Um, yeah, I don't believe we talked about Google Plus One, did we? Is that news? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't we, know. We didn't. But go ahead. Tell us. Okay. What is it? Because I've read a lot about it, but uh, I just have been unimpressed with Google yeah. in this I, area. I, mm, it, it's basically Google's version of a like button for search results. If you're going through Google and you're logged into your Google account, which chances are you are, because if you use Google long enough, they will log you in without you knowing, and because they want your info. And um, basically, you cl- it's like a dig button too. It's like it's like dig meets like on Google. And what this does is it's going to actually affect the search results that you get based on your friends and what they have clicked a plus one or a, I forget what the opposite is. It's like a barrier or something like that. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't care too much about it either, except for the fact that is this what Google's trying to do down the road is uh, with their already kind of mystic mumbo jumbo mystery algorithm of what they do to, to who gets top ranking or not. 
how much of a, an indicator or how much of where they're going is this plus one where they want to have the social results that you, you know, w- that, that, that affects what search comes up. Like for example, if, if I went out there and hit plus one on the podcast answer man video that we were just talking about when I did that Google search, mm-hmm. then people that are friends with me, that may push your listing up higher and there's and so that's kind of another new realm to game the system, so to speak. You but know, how, how are we friends on Google though? I don't know. I think <laughs> we <laughs> are, are, are we buzzed together it, or something. I I think it may have to do with if we are contact if we're contacts in our you know contacts or Gmail or oh see I don't like that at all. I'm not sure if that's how it works or not. To be I, honest, I, I know I, just, I, I know you're not saying that that's how it works, but man, if that's how it works, yeah. I don't like that at all. Yeah, it, this because isn't officially rolled out yet, just but because, you can opt in if you want. Just because just because somebody's my friend or I'm connected to somebody and I've got somebody in my email address, it's not necessarily that I want them to curate my search results. Uh-huh. That I don't like that as an idea as, at all. In fact, I don't like the I, I if they're going to have connections and friends and stuff like that, then then I want to choose for search what friends mo- would modify my search results. Does that make sense? Who, yeah. who 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 is my search friends? My Google Let me search select friends. who gets to have that input. Exactly. That's exactly it. So um yeah, and, and again, I know that you weren't saying that that's how they're doing it, but I, I do like that idea. I do like that idea. Now, you say it's opt-in. Where do you go to opt-in cuz I'm looking here and I don't see anything about a plus 1. I'm I'm, I'm, in, a, see that. I'm in Google right now. Let's see. Um the the link that's in the show notes is from a blog, and it's how to join the Google Plus One experiment. All right, so let's... Uh, Somewhere here, there, there it is. Uh, joining this program is a manual step. You'll need to log into Google, go to Google Labs experimental page, and join the Plus One exper- experiment. Okay, so go to google.com slash labs then. Is yeah, it's right at the top. If you go to Actually, if you go to google.com slash experimental. Oh, okay, so Google, It's the first thing there. Google. On google.com slash experimental. There we go. Got it. And join this experiment. All right. And I am now joined that experiment. And now I'm going to go to google.com. And by the way, I, I'm going to, let me, how do I turn this, this Google iHome thing off? Because I'm getting tired of seeing that. I like the uh, classic home. There we go. There you go. I'm getting tired of seeing that Google iHome thing. All right, so Sony UWP V6 review, and let's see what happens if I get a plus one. All right, so yes, I see plus one, and now I can hover over that and click it, and it says, oops, you need a Google profile to use this feature. Google Profiles is not available for your organization because you use Google Apps. And because although we are Google, we don't like you. (laughs) Uh, I'm not using Google Apps, so I have some other splash screen showing up here for a sec. Well, tell me what yours says because I'm going in and leaving the experiment now. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Which, by the way, while you're waiting... I want to let people know that if you have a Google Apps email address, you cannot sign up for a YouTube account. Did you know that? No. Yeah, I could not I could not set my Google or my YouTube account with Cliff at podcastanswerman.com, Cliff at gspn.tv, um, or any of the other domains that I have associated with my Google Apps account. It says YouTube is not available for Google Apps users. Or or it'll say for your organization. Mm. And so you had, I had to go and create podcast answer man at gmail.com. And then I had, once I did, did that, then I had to use my podcast answer man at gmail.com to sign up for my YouTube channel. Ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you would, you would think that it would be available because of the fact that you're paying for Google apps. Is that right? Well, I'm not paying for, or you're Google not, apps. Pay, you're, you're doing, but if, but the, if I were paying yeah. for Google apps, I'd have the same Still, problem. Right. Yeah, I have there. I don't know what's up with the splash screen. Not ready for prime time plus one. Yeah, experimental. Leave. Anyway, leave experiment. That's what I just did. 
All right. So Google plus one, I think, yeah, it's turning out already to be what I thought it was, is not a story just yet. Yeah. I think that, you know, I think it's a good idea depending on, you know, how they implement it and who, you know, how, how this actually, who can affect the results and stuff like that. As long as I have control over how my search results are affected by plus one, I'm okay with it. Right. Hey, Mitt Romney uh, announces presidential campaign on YouTube. So speaking of YouTube, did you watch this? Yeah. I did not. Interesting. I did not. Well, so. I, and I, if I, in, in, unless I'm wrong, he's the first person to actually come out to announce an actual candidacy. Right. You know, um, campaign. Yep. So far, I don't think anybody else has. And I'm not a huge political person. I don't really... Yeah. want to get bogged down in that. But the interesting part of the story is that this is the first time somebody has actually come forward and announced a candidacy campaign on YouTube. On YouTube. I think that's pretty awesome. So, uh, uh, you know, platform. Um, the one thing I'm noticing is that his, his thumbnails is low res. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt, you should have been a partner. Yeah, you should. Yeah, I'm sure he could probably get Romney. it. This morning, I spoke with a number of students here at the University of New Hampshire. Like young people all over the country, they wonder whether they'll find good jobs when they graduate. All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a matter of fact, it's it's funny because if I actually start the video and pause it anywhere, it's in super great looking high def. Oh, good. But man, if you if you uh, if you (laughs) just load the page that has this video embedded, it it looks kind of cheesy. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube, get on it, will you? All right, seriously, so, just do a free, uh, you know, quick screen freeze of the high quality. Well, what they do is they that big a deal. What they're doing is they're actually grabbing the the thumbnail as quickly as possible, and so they they're grabbing the those thumbnails before they actually finish processing or rendering the video in in the higher quality format. Gotcha. It's it's weird. Anyway, uh, I I think that's exciting to hear that you know people are, especially people in the government. I, I, I'd love to have more people in the government using technology, using social media, because these people are starting to think about passing rulings and laws and stuff like this related to it. And I hate, I you know I'm I'm uh, we're not going to go too political here. I hope, but right. uh, I I think when Chris was on. Um, we we had gotten into a little bit of a political talk, and and I'm not huge on the government passing tons and tons and tons of laws that govern every little aspect of our lives, and certainly, certainly not when they don't understand the technology for which they're they're talking about, especially with the series of tubes talk from what you call it guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Definitely. I'll be interested to see with this next coming campaign what role social media takes in the campaigns because it was the first time it was really ever used for high level political campaigns was the 2008 election. Yeah. So we'll see. Hey, um, do you know that I sometimes get flack? And I, I wonder, Eric, if, if, you, if people actually reach out and talk to you about this at all. Uh, but I sometimes get flack for this show in and 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 by the way, I'm talking like five people have said this out of in the in the last 84 episodes, but five people have told me how much they hate the fact that I sound like such a super snob when it comes to social media about who I will and will not follow and blah 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 and it's like you guys just how can you have a show about social media and not be social and follow everybody. Because there's another word on the end of the title of the show called serenity. Exactly. There's only so much time and energy, and you're not my direct family or extended family. Exactly. So I have to pick and choose who gets into that next ring of influence and contact. Have you had anybody say anything like that to you at all? I have less visibility than you do, and and from what you've said, you're get you're not getting a ton. No. So no, I've no. not really had. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've, I've had, I've had the occasional email where people explain to me why they're unsubscribing from, from uh, the, uh, from, from social media serenity, and 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 generally it's because you know of our our uh, lofty attitude towards what you know what we will and will not follow and and stuff like that which which the reason i bring that up is because here's another story so we we may potentially lose one more subscriber with this next story 
And I just unfriended somebody within like three minutes or less of their offense on Facebook. Are you there? I am here. Eric says, I'm sorry. Not, I was in I'm Facebook unfriending you. <laughs> You're unfriending me. <laughs> so, so uh, if you go to uh, podcastanswerman.com slash please dash do dash not anyway, just go to uh, go to the show notes for this episode and it'll link to this. But it, I did a blog post titled, please do not do this on Facebook. All right. I blurred out the, I, I took a screen capture of the Facebook message that I got blurred out the guy's picture, blurred out his name, blurred out any reference to his business. But man, did this guy totally blow it and hose it in a major way. And I wanted to share that here on Social Media Serenity, or at least you said, hey, we should share that on Social Media Serenity to help people avoid this. So do you want to explain a little bit about what happened here? Well, from, I mean, it's your blog post and I read through it. Basically, they sent a Facebook message, not a wall post, which is opt-in to read, but a message, which I guess is still opt-in, but you're going to look to see what it is. It's like an email. Anyway, (laughs) no, I'm upset. No, Um, to 437 other people, which is a bad thing to do in and of itself because of the whole opportunity to be able, for any of those, all it takes is one of those people to hit reply all and everybody else gets yet another message and yet another message. And... I mean, reply all is of the devil. I'm sorry. Even in email, <laughs> I've said this many times in my office. It's not acceptable <laughs> yep. unless it actually is a real conversation happening digitally. But if it's a forward and then you hit reply all, no, I didn't want to know. I already deleted the forward. Anyway, the, to start off the message by saying, I promise this is not a spam mail, pretty much means you're a spammer. Yeah. If or at you, least that this message is spam, or or that it is it, it smells like spam, it looks like spam, uh, and has every single quality of spam, with the exception of the fact that you're promising me that it's not spam, right? Because I have no idea why you would need to promise me upfront and and make a promise. I mean, I'm I've, I don't I don't often time. Do you do you do you go around on a daily basis asking your friends to make promises to you? No, no. So, so you reserve those promises for very important things, right? When, when your, when your character is on the line or something, uh, or your integrity is on the line. So, so man, when you, when the first word is, uh, it's high friends first and foremost, you know, okay. Uh, so all 437 of these people are, are people he calls friends. Uh, at least Facebook does. I would agree with him there. But the, the first word I promise. And the rest of the sentence is, this is not spam mail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. And then check this out. I wanted to let you know about this first time in big, huge capital, all bold, all cap print. This is the first time promotion of my company that my company is running on the blank Facebook fan page. Please visit blank, 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 and click on the tab that says sweepstakes. Uh, which, by the way, that word would probably immediately put you in my spam filter. Uh, under our blank blank picture in the in order to enter, all right? It is a quick and easy survey called, Are You Friends with Social Media? Don't worry, no studying necessary. By the Except way, that's spelled wrong. It's, it's, it's spelled wrong, which I'm not going to give him flack for spelling necessary wrong because I never spell check anything that I do and, and, and I should be better about that. He says, just fill out and submit it. All those who complete the survey will be entered to win the inspiration and innovative book. Get this. Ignore everybody and 39 other keys to creativity by (laughs) Hugh McLeod. Anyway, uh, please sign on today. Like us. And by the way, like is all caps. Take the survey and send this message to your friends to do the same exclamation part. So basically spam your friends as well. But of course, promise them that it's not spam. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that then it makes it not spam as long as you promise that it's not because that's how that works right anyway thanks i appreciate it signed i won't tell you his name yeah. the uh i'll say this the ignore everybody book actually a really good book i own it is it yeah awesome now matter of fact uh i i'm going to take the advice probably of what that book says and i unfriended this guy immediately because I want to ignore him for the rest of my life. 
<laughs> now, there you go. See, I just lost that. Did you hear that? That click that you just heard there, Eric, that was somebody unsubscribing from this podcast. Yeah. Can I? And so here's the thing. I recently in my official social media work did something similar to this without making the mistakes that he made. All right. So tell me how you did it right. I'm going to tell you how I tried to do it right. It may still have been considered spam. And to be honest, if anybody has any feedback, I more than welcome it because I would love to be able to do stuff like this once in a while without having it come across as door-to-door salesman-like. Hey, can I say something first? Sure. I could, if this, if I, I'll tell you right now how this person could have saved himself. He sent me the same exact, the same exact message, mess, message, the same exact message, word for word, every single word of this, how he could have sent this to me and he could have maintained his integrity as my friend and all of this other stuff. If he would have said, hey, I'm sorry to spam you with this message. I promise this will be the only time I do this. Okay. Do you see how different that is? But even with sending it to everybody all at once I, instead of individually I, I, to I, you? I, here's the deal. I would have still been upset about the 437 others. All right? I would have still been upset. But it's the combination of the I promise this is not spam with the reply to all. Does that make sense? Gotcha. It's, it's the, yeah. it, it, was, it was the double whammy. And, and the thing is, is that what you just said, it's the one or the other. It's not the one or the other necessarily so much. At, well, it, maybe it is just the one. Like if, even if he had, let me ask you this to clarify. If he had said still, the, if he had worded it all exactly the same, but not sent it to everybody, but sent it to you individually, how would you feel? Uh if he still used, I promise this is not a spam mail. That one right there is the, that is the number one event. That was the number one offense. Okay. That, cause so, that one alone could have, I, I probably would have, uh, unfriended him just based upon the fact that he lied to me. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, or at I, least I, it that, comes across as no, lying no, to, it, to you. Okay. You're right. right. Yes. Cause some other people would read that and not take, not think of it as, if they would think, well, there's a better way to word that, but it's yeah. still spam, or they think it's a better way to word that and it's and it's not spam, yeah. and that's their opinion, right? So I, I I guess what I would say is that I consider it lying based upon probably my different definition of spam than what this yeah. guy has, because if there's anything we've learned with this show is that people have different definitions of what spam is. Yeah, we have learned that, haven't we? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So okay. So if he did, here's what I did though. I sent a a message letting my friend like here's what I did I went through specifically through my friends on Facebook yes I personally one by one took the time to do this without sending it to everybody at once sent individual messages same text but individual messages to everybody that I'm friends with that is connected to either as an alumni or an current employee or otherwise the organization I work at, Indiana Wesleyan. Let me ask you this. Did you take the added step of actually handwriting their first name, comma, and then pasting? Yes. That, dude, that is awesome. And, and it, all I said was, I just wanted to let you know that there is now an official Facebook page for Indiana Wesleyan. Please go and like that page because the one that you probably have liked is a community page, which... Indiana Wesleyan has no control over. I that and is, then something else about that, and just you know, excited about working for social media with them, and that is beautiful. That was it. That's beautiful. Absolutely, I I love it, love it, love it. So I, I mean, it took time. Oh yeah, but it was worth the time because the investment. You know, that people came, people liked it like immediately. Oh, I mean, I kept seeing you know the numbers jump. Yeah. Within a, I mean, within a month, we had like seven hundred something people liking the page. Absolutely. Brand new, brand new page. Take some time, but man, it's worth it not to just go in and hit, send this to everybody to where the, the number one most obvious result is a box that just has a blank for you to say, hey, that's great. And then the only button there, reply all. To go, man, could you imagine if that went to everybody? So yes, what you did was amazing. The, I, I tell you what, the, whenever, when, not, not every single time, but I try to do this. 
whenever I'm taking like a, a situation such as that as that where I'm actually pre-writing out what I'm going to write so that it applies mm-hmm. to just about anybody and I actually um, just you know add their first name comma and then paste the rest of the message somewhere in that crafted message I will say hey I am pre-writing this you know th- this this is a you know um, a I don't know uh, an auto you know I don't know how I word it but I word it differently each time or what I'll do is uh, I'll do Eric comma and then I'll hit paste the following is a, an automated message that I'm sending to everyone you know or, or so, I, I'll just include that just because I want people to know that you know what I didn't personally really take the 15 minutes necessary to communicate this just to you I want you to know that I am sending this out to, you know I'm sending this out to everybody that I think might be interested right I, it, it, I mean I don't think you have to do that. But, um, you know, it, it, it's just, I don't know, for me, it's just that authenticity of clarity of, you know, how much time did I devote in crafting this message to you? And I'm, I guess maybe I do that because if I was to receive that and I saw a, I don't know, a 900 word message coming from you, Eric, and it's got my name at the beginning and there's no indication that you sent that to anybody else but me. I, in my mind, it's like, oh, Eric sent me this message. I, I should really read this word for word for word. And I should, rep- I should reply in kind. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know if it's my messed up mind, but in my mind, if you sent me an 800 word response, hey, Eric, thanks, that's great, is not the appropriate response. I feel like you've taken 20 or 30 minutes to respond, to write me something I should probably take at least two or three or four or five minutes of my time and respond. I know that that's not expected, but that's how my brain works. And that's how I've done email for the last five and a half years since I've been in social media. And, um, you know, and, and so if I see that, hey, Cliff, you know, the, the, you know, and I read somewhere in the beginning that, hey, I'm sending this out to all of my friends. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, wait a second. Now, obviously, I don't see the CCs or the BCCs or whatever, but now I know this that you didn't spend all this time carefully crafting this message for me. And so if I want to, now, judging upon the content and how much you've told me about it, I could just, I could just go to your page, like it, and not respond at all and feel okay. I could just archive the message. Yeah. So, so technically, what you're saying is, is you should write the message with the intention that you are sending it to everybody in the world that you know, or at least know, no, strike that. That's not what you're saying. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is what I tried to do was either individualize or personalize it as much as I could. But to do that, I had to think about each intended audience, what message I wanted to convey and then how to convey it. Exactly. And kind of, and what I was kind of doing was treating it as if, I was sending out a message to everybody that was in my contacts, Facebook wise, but doing it as blind carbon copy. Yes. So. Yep. And 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 I'm not. Matter of fact, I think what you I think the way that you handled it is perfect. And and this guy, like I said, the 437. I I even wrote this in my blog post. I totally, you know, I get that not everybody understands technology, and this guy probably has no clue that the only option to respond to his message to tell him, please don't send these out because you know, the, the worst thing is to, to be on a list with 50 other people in a, where everybody's all CC'd together and you get 25 people who all reply about being angry about the fact that everybody who replies to all is going to get this message sent out. Right. It's like, God, oh, stop it. But I get that. But man, just the, it's like, just to start off and say, I promise this is not spam. And then, I mean, it's, I mean, it smells, looks, and feels like spam. I mean, it, it's always, it's always good to write up those messages and then sit on it for 24 hours. I read that somewhere. That's not my advice. Yeah, I but wish I could do It's good to do. It's good to, it, that's one of those, well, and that ties into social media because of this. Yeah. It's, it's the, to, it's the don't tweet angry rule. Yeah. Don't just go out there and, oh, I feel grumpy about blah, blah, blah. And then you write it and you hit send and then you regret it and wish you could delete it later. And even if you do, somebody else, everybody's already seen it. So I I did one of those. Think about the message. Think about it before you tweet. And and, and the same goes for email because I I did one yesterday that I probably need to ask for forgiveness for uh, a client of mine who uh, asked a, a, a question and I spent like, 
20 to 30 minutes responding to it and then explained why, you know, I typically can't answer these questions. And if you could hold off and ask in this way or it's like, you know what, I, sh- I should not have done that on an, on the only night this year that I was up past midnight. And <laughs> yeah, it was it was not it was not pretty. So, I you know, I probably need to, to write a message. As a matter of fact, go on to the next story if you want. And uh, I'm writing myself a note to send email to to Karee. Cool. All right. All right. Well, the next story is the Facebook has updated their comments plugin. This is the plugin that you can put, say, on a blog or website where when you go to, it, it's kind of like Facebook's version of Discuss or, uh, oh, what's the other one called? Intense Debate, where you, pl- you, you install the Facebook plugin and people can go there and leave comments as their Facebook profile. There are other, uh, you, you can log in with uh, you, Yahoo, AOL, and even Hotmail. There are also... Uh, there's also code there for Twitter as well as Google logins, but you know at this time because Facebook and Twitter and Google, Facebook and Twitter and Facebook and Google still have kind of their disagreements going on about different things. Whatever, uh, they have beef, and uh, so those don't log in just yet. But if they could, I think this thing would really take off. Um, but the changes they've put into po- into place in the old way. When you would use this and you would you know be logged in with Facebook and you'd go to say a blog and you want to comment, it would say you know Eric Fisher commented on insert title of blog post on insert name of blog right and then it would show the comment that you left and that would show up on your wall yeah and in everybody's newsfeed. Well, now what it does is that it actually shows up as if it's I mean it shows. Um, you know, Eric Fisher commented on TechCrunch. Uh, it gives the comment that I gave, then gives a picture of the blog, and then the the title of a clickable title of the article, and then the you know. So it's as if I kind of posted it there, right? Kind of. So like- this is it. There's two two ways to look at this. One, as a cons- a Facebook user slash consumer, do I want to comment on? blogs and have the uh, comment show up on Facebook, well, you're already, I mean, it's, again, it's that old policy of you're, anything you do on the web is, you, you treat it as if it's public. Right. So keep that you, in mind when you do it or don't do but it. But the question is, do I want to announce it? Even though it's public, do I want to announce it to all my friends? Right. You know? Sure, so, I know my friends could happen to find this, possibly, but do I really want to announce it to the world that I just did this? Now, I think I would actually use this. Like, if more sites were using this, I would go there, write my comment, and it would actually, and, and I would do it strategically and specifically for only certain articles. Like, if it's like, you know, something stupid and I go comment something stupid, I'm not going to go do that to where it logs into Facebook and goes to Facebook. But my question, though, is is it an opt in of whether or not it gets posted? Or does it automatically send it unless you uncheck I, it? I think it's automatic. Yeah. See, I I can't go for that. I, so. I just don't. I just don't believe in that philosophy at all. Never. No, never. There's no. not certain blog posts where you'd want to maybe bring that back to your Facebook page. Nope, not at all. I mean, okay. I, I, the, no, no, no. I'm I'm saying never where it's automatic. Okay. Okay. You'd want it to be opt in. Yeah, I want it to be opt-in. I, I want you to have the ability to not have to log into my comment system to get your name associated to it and I'll link back to your Facebook page and all that other stuff. But I want you to have to actually check a box to say, also share this with my friends on Facebook. Gotcha. I don't want to share with this with my friends on Facebook as the default. I want it opt-in. Mm-hmm. And I want it I want it to be clear and 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 not possible to accidentally have it show up on my newsfeed or on my wall. Gotcha. The, the, that, I agree with that completely. Yeah that that's what that's what I'm saying. I, I never. I'm a total opt in person, and and that's that's mm. that's the other part of that Facebook blog post that I that I mentioned that that really had me going is the fact that I never opted in to ask for this guy to do anything. Um, and, and I would have, I would have been okay if he would have said, you know what, this is, this message is kind of spamish and I promise you I'll never do this again. But instead the promise was, this is not spam. 
you, you know, so basically if you read this and, and stuff like this, he's basically saying, Cliff, I promise that your definition of spam is wrong because this is not spam. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> you promised me that I'm wrong because I'm telling you that was spam. No, it, it, but it's all about it's all about opt in. And, and matter of fact, I'm a, I, and it's not like I'm against people emailing and sending out messages to promote your business or your fan page or anything else because I make lots of money doing that. But it's for me, I'm not even just opt in. I'm double opt in. Number one, I don't go in there. I I I do not go into my mailing list and add your email directly to my mailing list. Which, by the way, I have the ability to do. But instead, if you want on my mailing list, you have to go and subscribe to my mailing list. That's opt number one. Opt number two, my mailing list will send you a message, an email saying, hey, we've received your request to be added to the list. Please click this link to confirm that this is indeed you requesting this. Click that link. Boom. Opt in number two. Now you're on my mailing list. Double opt in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I think for me, other than that opt in portion of it, like I could get really excited if it was opt in to put this out there, especially if they had the Google and Twitter account login possibility because of the fact of how much more sticky and shareable your blog then becomes. Yeah. I, I, I love the idea of, of the multiple sign-ins. I love the idea of the ability to have people to, to do all of this. I, I, I love the, all of that. It's just, I just don't want it to be default where if somebody leaves a comment on my blog, boom, they've just put this in their, their friends feeds mm-hmm. that I don't like. And also the you know is does it have the ability for people to post with not their real name? That's the other question, right? You know, because because I know that you know we have um, in our we have I'm trying to look up her username. She goes by the fragrant hand here. I know I know her first and last name, and sh- and and she is here in our chat room week after week after week, and she is a, a very valuable member of our community. But when our chat room goes down and I sometimes have to switch to the Facebook chat just as a backup, where the only way that you could log in is your Facebook ID, where her Facebook ID is her first and last name. She doesn't want to share that publicly. And I totally understand that. Yeah. And so if I do something that's Facebook related and there's no other option other than signing in with your Facebook ID, that's exposing her first and last name to the entire gspn.tv community it's not that she has anything to hide she's just got her own set of privacy standards and i i respect that and so that's the other thing i wouldn't want with such a plug-in i if if i would love it if that you know not only can i you know because who knows does your twitter id could probably have that public name or could have that persona as the fragrant hand or whatever and and so you could probably use that but uh you're saying that that's not all turned on or worked out yet right no, yeah, it's not. So, and and actually, something that one of the, somebody commented on your blog post that I forgot to bring up was the fact of the the Facebook groups not sending you an invite that people can just add you to a group and you have no say. You have to then go opt out of the group. Yeah, and you get all the messages. Yeah, they, yeah. Facebook groups is is I. By the way, Facebook it's groups great is good. I love it. With a few tweaks, it would be amazing. Yes, that's so. exactly it. And one being that if you add me to a group, send me a face. Let Facebook send me a message confirming that yeah, that's a great group. Go ahead and put me right in there. But if I don't respond to it, don't put me in there. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Anyway. Anyway. All right. So we we're at fifty eight minutes. Do we go on go on for one more? Or do we uh? come back to this next week what's our next one here uh we got it's all feedback by the way well let's let's clean some of it up let's pick one that we think we can cover real quick all right i'll tell you what let's uh let's go to um tanya says oh no that's the big one. Oh, and we told her last week that we would cover it this week hey tell you what let's do an all feedback episode next week all feedback next week give us a call 859-795-4067 Again, that phone number is uh, 859-795-4067. Next week, it's all you guys. It's because we gave all that bonus content right up front. It is. We did like three or four topics without being on the show notes at all. We love it, guys. We love social media. We love connecting with you if you're a real person and you're not going to spam us. 
contrary to <laughs> contrary to what some people believe, I will connect with you on Twitter and Facebook. But you know, let's let's interact. Let's have some friendship and 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 build a relationship. You know, it's it's all good. I I'll follow anybody who listens to this podcast as long as they don't spam me all the time. There you go. So I'm in. Go. I'll opt into your feeds. Hey, where the where can they find you on Twitter, Eric? <laughs> Twitter.com slash E-R-I-K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. All right, we'll be back next week. Until then, join the community over at gspn.tv. No, no, actually, it's gspncommunity.com. Okay, the music's over. Gotta go. Bye.